This morning I want to talk about three different things and I feel like we're going to probably focus on one of them. In the Old Testament, uh, the priests were responsible for offering sacrifices to God. Uh, The position of the priest has now passed down to those who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We no longer offer sacrifice of animals. Uh, You know, they would have uh, burnt offerings that they would offer. And and these offerings, these sacrifices were made to atone for sin. But that whole priesthood has been restructured. Jesus is now the high priest. And we are all in the priesthood. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own people, or his own special people. And if you have a, a way to underline something in your Bible, this next part is what you should underline. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. It tells you the purpose in that, right there. Why why do I need to be a priest? Why do you need to be considered a priest? It's that we might proclaim His praises. You see, we don't have the, the business of going about atoning for sin for people anymore. That's been taken care of. Jesus fulfilled that. He finished that work on the cross, when He offered Himself, and that veil in the temple was torn, opening the way for anyone to have access into the Holy of Holies. That work has been completed. There is no more sacrifice that is needed. So now the work has changed. It has transitioned from a work of atoning for sin into a work of proclaiming His praises. There's three types of sacrifices that we offer. Number one is self. Me. My body, everything, everything about me is offered as a sacrifice. The next one is praise. And we're going we're going to dig into each one of these here in just a moment. Praise. The next one is possessions, things I have. Those are the three forms of sacrifice that we as priests today in this, this year, 2022, this, this is our duty. These are the things that we are to be offering up. Nowhere in there does it say bringing animals and slaughtering them and burning them. None of that. None of that's necessary anymore. Jesus was a perfect sacrifice that atoned for sins. There was nothing else that needed to be added to it. But there's still work to do for us today. Children of God, those that have been redeemed, those that are are saved, and, and your sin has been atoned for by the blood of Jesus Christ, you enter into this royal priesthood. 
So let's, let's dive into this a little more. It's, this is, it sounds complicated on the surface, but it's really not. It's really simple. And y'all, I hope you can, you can just tune out anything else in your mind right now, anything else going on in your life today. Let's just set that aside and hear what the Word is today. I believe this is so important in our walk with God for ourselves and for everyone around us. I believe this is, this is what our, our whole relationship with God should consist of these things. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So we are to present ourselves, our body, the, whatever it is that makes me who I am. I'm to present that to God as a living sacrifice. So let's think about that word sacrifice for just a moment. Sacrifice doesn't mean I've got a lot of extra, I'm just going to give some extra. Sacrifice means I'm giving up something. In the Old Testament, when they, when they brought uh, an offering of an animal, they didn't go pick whatever raggedy animal they had that they were okay with getting rid of. They were required by law to pick the best that they had. So you see, a sacrifice is giving of something that I don't really just really want to part with. But I, I give it because I'm supposed to, and that was then. Today, it's, I get to give it. <laughs> Because I want to. Okay, so giving of myself, my body, who I am, what does that look like? Well, let's go back to a very key word there in the, in the beginning. It says that you present your body. A living sacrifice. So I, I am presenting myself before God. If you were to go before a king, what would you want it to look like? You would want things to be looking good, right? And I'm not just talking about on the outside. I mean, when if I if I go at work next week and I have to make a presentation before our our managers and and CEOs and things like that, what am I going to do? I'm not going to start on that presentation 10 minutes before it's time to give it. I'm going to spend time preparing. I'm going to make sure that everything I say is already thought out. That, that I'm going to be ready to go with not only information to deliver, but answers to questions that might come. I'm also going to show up looking right. I'm not going to have my hair all a mess and, and wearing flip-flops and shorts. and You know what I mean? I'm going to go in with the, an acceptable appearance for the, the place I'm going. At the end of this month, I have to go to the corporate office in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so, it's just a, a known, understood thing that you don't show up in jeans to the corporate office. I don't know if anybody ever wrote this rule down, but that's just how it is. You, you wear at least some khaki pants and a polo shirt and some nice shoes. You don't go in blue jeans and a t-shirt. Why is that? 
You see, when I go, I'm representing not just myself, but I'm representing where I came from. I'm representing all of those behind that are not actually there with me, but that's who the, that's, that I'm, I'm representing a, a group of people. I don't want to show up and be thought of in a negative manner because that not only reflects poorly on me, but everybody else too. So we think about this now. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren. He, he's saying, I beg you. I implore you. Please listen to what I'm saying. This is important. Brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Give of yourself more than you feel comfortable with. It says that this is your reasonable service. It's, this is not abnormal for God to, to expect this of you. I don't think, man, these people in Charlotte, North Carolina are kind of crazy to expect me to wear khaki pants. I don't wear khaki pants any other time. But it's reasonable for them to expect that of me. Likewise, it is reasonable of God to expect that we give of who we are. We, we give of ourself. We make ourselves presentable before Him. Now, we're not just talking about the outward appearance because the Word of God says that man looks on the outward appearance, but God knows the intent of the heart. So when we talk about God and, and us presenting ourselves to Him, we're talking more inwardly than anything. It says to present yourself to Him holy, acceptable to God. What, what is it that's going to make me acceptable? Well, the, the Word says many things about this, but the one that immediately comes to my mind is that, that without faith it is impossible to please God. So that means there must be a component of faith active in my life when I go before Him. Well, how does that play out in our day-to-day -day life? If I go to God in prayer and it's faithless, do you think He cares anything about what I just prayed? He's not hearing that. If I go to God and I, I throw this request out there, but there is no faith with it, I don't really have any expectation He's going to do what I'm asking for. What are the chances He's going to do it? Pretty slim. That's just one aspect of this, but I hope you're, you're understanding where this goes, that as a, a, as a priest of the Most High God, there are some expectations of us that must be met. We are to offer a sacrifice to Him of ourselves, and that we should be holy. We should be full of faith. We should be uh, performing the things that His Word has commanded in our life, that it reflects the image of Christ. And it's reasonable of him to expect that. The next thing is, is praise. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. says, Therefore, by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. Giving thanks to His name. We are to offer a sacrifice of praise to our God through Jesus Christ.
What does that look like? Before we get into what it looks like, have you done that? Ask yourself that question right now in your heart. Have you offered that sacrifice of praise? Remember what sacrifice is. That's given of a, from a place that's probably not the most comfortable. It's given when you don't really want to give. It's given of something maybe you don't have much to give. Have you offered that sacrifice of praise? He's pretty specific about the way he lays this out too. Because we can think about praise all day long. But that doesn't line up with this verse. He says that the sacrifice of praise that we should be offering is the fruit of our lips. Giving thanks to His name. Now keep asking yourself that question as we go through this. Have you done that? What is the fruit of our lips? Well, this can be words spoken to someone else. Giving praise to God as you speak to someone else. It could be singing a song. It could be preaching the Word. It could be a lot of different things. But it is, it is clear through this passage that it is the fruit of your lips. Not just something you feel inside. It says continually. Continually, church. You can't continually offer praise. On some, just on Sunday morning. Continually goes past Sunday morning. It goes into Sunday evening and Monday morning and Monday evening. It goes throughout the entire week. We must continually, as priests of the Most High God, offer a sacrifice of praise with our lips. This ties right back into that faith component. How many times has someone asked you or made a statement in your presence about God answering a prayer and we didn't really step up and sacrifice anything? Maybe we kind of nodded our head and maybe we said, oh, you know, God knows your, your prayer. But what does that really look like when we start talking about a sacrifice of praise, you see, this spills over into something a little deeper. It goes into a place now where it's saying, I can tell you what God has done for me. <laughs> I can tell you how I've heard how God has answered prayers. You see, that sacrifice of praise to our God begins to look a little different when we start talking about it like that. We start thinking about, man, there's times that people have said something to me and I barely even acknowledge they said anything. I sure didn't offer a sacrifice of praise in that moment. What about we're talking about singing? How many of you go down the road and sing praises to God? How many of you sing praises to God outside of this hour that we spend on Sunday morning? You see, this ain't really a sacrifice here. This is what's expected. This is just, we've, we've created the environment. This is what's supposed to happen. We come in at this time and we sing this many songs. That's normal. 
That's not sacrifice. You've already allotted this time for that purpose. Sacrifice goes into the areas you haven't allotted time for. It gets over into the realm that says, you know what, I feel a little bit awkward praising God right now in this moment. But He is good and He's worthy of praise. Let me go ahead and praise Him anyway. Let me go ahead and and open my mouth and speak forth the praises of my God in the midst of these people. You see, that's what a sacrifice does. Is It it grabs you in a place you're not used to and you say, I'm going to do it anyway because He's worthy. The only way you're ever going to get to a point of continually offering praise is if you break over into that place. It has to go outside these walls into every part of your life. The last one is possessions. Some people talk about this one all the time. Others don't ever want to talk about it. Honestly, I try to steer clear of it because there's so many people that have burned people over the years preaching about giving to the church. It's just people are turned off, right? But y'all, we've got to... Know what the Word of God says. If we're to operate as a priest in His kingdom, we've got to know what His expectations are. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 16 follows up the last verse we read. It says, but do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. sacrifice of your possessions, things that you own, things that belong to you, things that you have control over, authority over. We are called to share and give of what we have been blessed with. There's a lot of ways you can do this. I am not standing here today to tell you that it all needs to come right here to this church. I've heard pastors say that before. That's not what I'm here to tell you. It might be given through the church. I encourage you to. I do myself. I believe that is a way that God builds the kingdom is by taking the things He's blessed us with and we get to bless others through that. That's not the only way. Some people think a tithe is 10%. Some people say, nope, that is not what it is. Never was. Some people say, well, it used to be. Now it's not. Pick one. I don't know. But I know this, God expects me to give not only back to Him, but to others. Are you giving? Are you sacrificing through that giving? Does it hurt? <laughs> and I mean that in a, in a sense of you look at your, at your checkbook and you're like, mm, okay. Or are you just giving out of that abundance that's like, well, it, I, don't, I ain't going to miss it anyway. It might be given through the church. It might be given to someone in need. It might be supporting some other ministry even. It might be just taking somebody in that doesn't have a place to live. It can be all of the above. 
It could be money, food, material things. Here's what I know. I know in the book of Malachi, God gives us a challenge. No other place do you see something like this. God says, try me in this. Give to me. And see that I won't pour out a blessing you can't contain. I put that in my own words. But he also says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 7, he says, but I, this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Sometimes it takes you a while to get to that point. You just start out just doing it out of obedience. God, I, I'm going to give because you said I need to. And then along the way, that cheerfulness comes because you see that God's faithful to his word. Y'all, there's times when a sacrifice of giving may be $10, and you're saying, I, I don't really have $10 to give, but I believe God wants me to. And you give that, and then he re increases somehow. I don't know how. I don't know how he did what he did with those uh, gifts that that little boy gave that day of that fish and, and bread. I don't know how he did it, but he increased it. Maybe he stretches your gas to go a little further. Everybody's praying for that one right now, right? Come on, God, just let that, let that half a tank really be like a full tank. You know, I, I start praying that, that God will do what he did for that woman that had the oil that didn't run out. That, that's what I start praying for, right? Because, y'all, it, it hurts when you go to the pump and have to put that gas in there. You didn't build your budget around what's going on right now with groceries and gasoline, right? And so we look to God in those times, but y'all, I want to just challenge you to begin to, to think there's other people that are hurting too. And God has a direct path to bless someone through you. And if you will sow bountifully into the lives of other people around you, the Word tells us right there that you will also reap bountifully. Remember what we're talking about. Let's not forget what we're talking about today. This is our duty as a priest in the kingdom of God. These are the sacrifices that we offer to Him. You say, well, I don't even like some of them people. It ain't about them people. Have you thought about that? It ain't about them. It's about your relationship to God. This is what I owe to Him. This is the sacrifice I have to offer up. It's all I have. And I think about that all the time. I don't have anything to offer Him. What can I offer the King of kings? But He's told me what I can offer Him. I can give myself to Him. I think about that one sometimes and I Lord, why would you want me? I can offer my praise to him. And I think about that sometimes. Why would you want to hear me praise you? There's people that are so much better at it. And give of myself, my, my possessions. I can say, here, take it. 
And I look at that and say, man, what is this little bit compared to so many needs? But there are people for thousands of years that have said the same things. There are people that have felt the same way. But God always takes their little meager offering in their eyes and uses it to do something great in His power. And y'all, that's what I want to convey to you today, that, that, that we there's only so much we can do for our King. There's only so much we can offer Him. So let's not slack on offering that. that if that's really all we got to offer Him, then let's offer it. Let's not get complacent and say, well, I don't really have anything of value, so I'm not going to do nothing. Let's just not get to the point where we ignore that we should be doing this continually. Opening our mouth, speaking to people, sharing the goodness of God, giving praise to His name continually. I forgot the exclusion that, you know, when you feel like it. That's not in there. What about when you don't feel like it? I say all the more reason. That's the time you ought to be doing it. Why? Because that's when it's a sacrifice. I want you to really think about that. I told y'all this sounds complicated on the surface, but it's real simple. When you don't feel like it, that's probably the time you should. That's a sacrifice. You think about that. If you've got to go do something for somebody, somebody asks you to do a favor and you feel like it, it's nothing, right? But when you don't feel like it, when it's at the most inconvenient time, somebody wants you to come help move some furniture and it's raining and 110 degrees outside. I don't want to go out there. But that's when it's a sacrifice. Because I'm giving up my comfort I'm giving of my time. I'm, I'm giving of whatever I have and I'm offering it up to somebody else. Those are the times that God is pleased with the things we're doing. When we do it in His name. What kind of a testimony is it to somebody when you're willing to get out there at 110 degrees with 90% humidity and help them do something like that? Is it just because you like them? Well, if you don't ever say nothing about God, yeah, it might be what they think. But if you take those opportunities to still give praise to God in the midst of trouble, in the midst of uncomfortableness, is that a word? Uncomfortability? In the midst of discomfort? There we go. <laughs> in the midst of discomfort, you're still praising God? I want you to hear that now. Hear it. Because... In the midst of problems, if we still praise God, that's doing something. If we only praise God when everything is great in our life, nobody cares about that. Because what they do is they say, well, yeah, everything's going good for you, not for me. You don't understand. They write you off immediately. But when they see that there is trouble in your life, and you still praise God anyway, that testifies. That preaches. 
You say, I'm not a preacher. Well, maybe you're not. But I want you to understand, that's how you preach. It's not by getting up on this podium and standing behind this thing. It, it has nothing to do with that. Preaching is all about how you live your life out in front of people and do you give glory to God through it. I'm going to challenge you with that today. Just, just living a good life is not enough. They need to know why. People need to know. I, I want to challenge you in another way today, and you, you may not hear this very often. I want to challenge you today to be vulnerable in front of people. Let people know about your struggles. And then give God praise through it. Because see, if nobody ever knows where you have struggled, they don't know the problems that you're encountering. You know what people do? They look at somebody that never talks about their problems and they say, man, I wish I could be like that guy. He's got it all together. But then they hear your testimony. You know what they say. And I can tell you this firsthand because I have done this time and time again. Looked at somebody and said, man, they've got it all together. I wish I could be like them. And then I hear their testimony and I say, oh, they're just like me. And you know what that does? That doesn't tear me down. That encourages me. When I see somebody that looks like they've got it all together, but they're vulnerable and they share where God is moving in their life and how they messed up, but God's faithful and God did this and God did that, it encourages me because I realize that this is a real person. They are just like me. They have the struggles I have. But they're giving God glory through it. And it encourages me to do the same. So offer up those sacrifices, church. Take the time, no matter what you're going through, to, to give God praise. When you don't feel like it, give God praise. When you don't even know why He deserves it, Give it to Him anyway, and I guarantee you, you're going to start to see it. Give Him praise. 